You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Network presented as always by BetMGM, and we're live. BetMGM Sportsbook right outside of State Farm Stadium, Phoenix, Arizona. We'll be here all week with the BetQL Network doing our shows leading into Super Bowl 57. And joining us right now to talk about Super Bowl 57 is Connor Allen, four for four in Betsperts. And Connor, we got a big game. Before we start, though, I mean, there's there is breaking news here, and, and I saw you commented on already. Tom Brady, and when I say breaking news, Tom Brady, we're going to think, oh, he's coming back, he's reversing it. No, he's just. I guess he's selling underwear now, which is um, I, didn't, I didn't think that's where the goat would go. But who knows? He's uh, he's I guess he's selling products. There it is. That that that's what the audience <laughs> needs to see right there. Tom Brady selling some boxers. Have you put your order in? They're, they're twenty dollars a pair. Are you buying any? I mean, I might have to. They they look pretty comfortable. Um, I I thought that this is, could be like his soft launch into OnlyFans. Maybe that's where he's taking his career next. Uh, but we'll see. You never know. From the Bucks to the OnlyFans, I I think he could. I, this guy cracks me up because I feel like. I thought he was going to stay. I mean, he just went through a, you know, got divorced basically after staying with football, you know, basically putting his family second again, and then now retires. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of thought he would stick with the game. We'll see. I think he probably gets into some coaching or media at the, at the very least, uh, but we'll see. Wait, he's going to push back? He's going to hold off on the broadcasting again? Now there's talk that he's going to be in the booth coming up on Sunday. I don't know. That'd be a little uncomfortable. He's going to take Greg Olson's oh, yeah. spot anyway. I would think that that's not going to happen. But uh, let's make an awkward transition right into uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, your prop guy. So before we get into the team side and the player stuff, how about the actual game props that, that you're looking at? Yeah. So, I mean, most of my props are specifically, you know, player props here. But I think a couple of game props – that I found were interesting were like you could bet on sack props. You could bet on a uh, first half team total. I really liked would be like the Eagles first half team total. I took that over 12 and a half points. Uh, they're the best first half team in this, you know, first half team in this, this season, Jalen hurts averaging 19.1 points per game, clearing 12 and a half first half points per game in 15 of 17 Jalen hurts starts. It's the most points per game in the first half since uh, 2007 new England Patriots actually. So I thought that, that was an interesting look and, one more team prop that I liked was, or leaned here, you can get under three sacks for the Eagles uh, at like minus 120, depending on where you shop around at. I thought that was interesting. Patrick Mahomes, uh, the lowest pressure to sack rate in the league at just 10%. So I expect the Eagles to get pressure, but Patrick Mahomes, obviously very good at not taking a sack when he does face pressure. Connor, which Eagles props do you like? Because I'm having trouble because their first two postseason games, they've been blowouts. So the game script is so different that it's hard to look at those numbers and carries and opportunities uh, and equate them to a close game. So who do you like on the Eagles, and has this been an issue for you? 
Yeah, so I got on Miles Sanders over pretty early, but we're looking at around 59, 50, 60 rushing yards. I still like the over here. I think we're getting a discount because Kenneth Gainwell doesn't really play a ton until the game uh, has been getting blown out, as you mentioned here. And I think that the Eagles have a massive advantage in the trenches here against the Chiefs. Chiefs have played just five teams who rank in the top half of the league in rushing offense. They allowed over five yards per carry in all, every single game that mattered, essentially, that they played against a top 16 rushing offense. They didn't play against a single one that is as good as the Eagles here and so I expect Miles Sanders to have a big game and if you look at Miles Sanders splits against top 10 run defenses he averages 13 carries and 54 rushing yards per game against not top 10 rushing defenses which I assume Kansas City is not averaging 15.9 carries and 89 rushing yards per game uh, if we expect this game to be close I think they're going to look at 15 16 carries 70 80 yards rushing yards for Sanders here so how do you handle the Kenny Gainwell props? I'm curious what you think of him, Connor, because he's come on here in the postseason. His, his prop is one of the most bet right now out there. You know, it jumped from about, you could find one book last week, 16 and a half or near 20 now. If the Eagles have success on the ground, Miles Sanders could do damage, but they'll also give it a Gainwell too. Um, would, you, would you think about him as well? And then you kind of factor all this in. Eagles run it a lot with success. Can we be looking towards an under on the game, less possessions? Yeah, it's tough because we actually haven't really seen a true Miles Sanders game in about four weeks now. Because if we go back and look about look at it, he was in a knee brace against New Orleans and then clearly banged up again in week 18. And so like it wasn't really his full workload or kind of what we thought there. But that being said, Gainwell's played really well and I think earned himself a little bit more work. Uh, and so like I said, I think they're going to have success. I think we're going to see a lot of Miles Sanders early, which could mean some more Kenneth Gainwell earlier than normal as well. So I think the prop is about right. I know a sharp group got down under like 24, 25, just because it generally Sanders has been the guy until, you know, second, third quarter. But uh, I think at this point, you know, sitting at 18, 19 yards, he only needs four to five carries to get over that number. Um, so I do lean over there. And in terms of the game total, I actually like the over. I know that, um, you know, that they may not necessarily be super sharp, but I really think that the Eagles have a, you know, a big advantage in the trenches. And I think the Chiefs have a big advantage against an Eagles defense that could be a little bit overrated. Okay. So, well, I mean, maybe so if you're thinking game over, so are you going to have mostly over props as far as some of the players? Because I, we, we want to correlate. And you're a guy that, that does tend to go, as far as season stuff, you go under, but uh, a lot of game stuff you go over. You're thinking a lot of overs this year, huh? Yeah, and I think uh, just to flesh out the Eagles overrated take before I get a, a mob in my Twitter DMs and mentions, um, you know, I think if we look at who they played this year, so they played, you know, 17, obviously, total games during the regular season. Only five of those came against top 16 offenses, uh, according to uh, DVOA. And in those games, they allowed 30 points per game. Their EPA dropped to 19th. Their uh, pass defense EPA dropped to, like, the 20s. So basically, they're... I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying that against good competition, they've been about average. And I think that against now the Chiefs, who are number one across the board in basically every advanced metric, uh, they could have a little bit more success there. And so obviously the battle in the trenches with the Chiefs offensive line against like Hassan Reddick and you know the, the Eagles' historically good pass rush, I think is, is obviously a big story to watch here. But the Chiefs do a lot of things really well, like using 12 personnel, 13 personnel with more tight ends on the field that can kind of expose that. Like who's going to cover Travis Kelsey here? Um, I mean, they don't have a Derwin James type player. If they're doing 12 and 13 personnel, he's going to be lined up on a lot of linebackers. And that kind of leads me to my favorite bet so far that I've placed, which is Travis Kelsey over 76 and a half or uh, receiving yards, not to 79 and a half. I still like it there a bunch because we're looking at a player here that in his last eight playoff games, 
has 78 or more receiving yards in every single one of them, 95 or more receiving yards in seven of his last eight. Now, as I mentioned, draws a pretty good matchup. Chiefs receiving core essentially banged up across the board. So I think we're probably going to get, you know, Juju probably will play. I don't know about Tony. Michael Hardman's out. So like no target competition, easy matchup. Been crushing the playoffs. I love the, the Kelsey over. Ooh, I'm on that as well. I like his anytime touchdown bet too. And especially if you're on an over in this game, I feel like anytime touchdown plays may be a solid play. Is there anybody that you are expecting to get in the end zone? No, I like I like the Kelsey play a lot. If we want to go further down the board, depending on how the Chiefs wide receiving core like shakes out, um, you know, if if Juju is out, if Tony is out, maybe a guy like Justin Watson to score an anytime touchdown would be a good look because him and Marcus Kemp will have to kind of you know fill in the gaps there. Uh, Justin Watson was a a scratch last week, but I think that in this spot here, depending on how it shakes out, like one of those like ancillary guys further down the Chiefs depth chart could be a good look. Connor, you wrote about the Eagles and their ability to play against below average offenses versus average or, or really good offenses. And it's interesting because their defense has played really well. It's one of the top defenses in the NFL. But you look at it, they haven't played many great quarterbacks at all this season. And when they've played good offenses, they've given up points. You go back to week one against Detroit, Dallas in, in December. So Mahomes and the Chiefs, I mean, are, are you expecting a lot of points on that side? I know you like the over on the game. But Mahomes, I mean, his props will be very popular here. His passing yards against a, the Eagles passing was, I think, only allowed like 178 per game this year. But, again, a lot of that racked up against bad quarterbacks just two weeks ago against uh, whatever that was of Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson, that Frankenstein quarterback position they had two weeks ago. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, generally the Eagles have just feasted on bad offenses. And I, I know it's, it's really contrarian because their numbers look incredible. I mean, on paper, they're amazing. But when you, when you contextualize them and add context to who they're actually playing, uh, I mean, they're not as good. Against, that, against Dallas, I think Dallas, in terms of like how explosive they are, is probably the best comp for this Chiefs team in terms of who they played. And, I mean, they got, they got destroyed for the most part. Like, they looked lost, and they used a lot of the same ideas that I think the Chiefs are going to use, where they use like getting guys like Jake Ferguson open and like some of their other tight ends. Um, like I, I really think that that's, it's going to be tough on the Eagles here to play as well as they have been. I do like mostly Chiefs props over I am waiting to see how the receiving core shakes out because I think there's going to be a lot of value in some of those lower tier guys betting some overs and, you know, the high 20s, you know, maybe low to mid 20s um, and betting the overs there. But generally, I think Mahomes prop popular for a good reason. You know, opened at like 285. Now we're seeing 290 right now. Uh, I think you could bet the over on his past completions as well. One other point with this Eagles defense would be their running game because on like on the season, they look really bad, you know, 21st in DVOA. But since week 12, they got back um, – they got back Jordan Davis. They signed Linval Joseph. They signed Domkin Sue. And their run defense has actually been eighth uh, in EPA during that time frame from week 13 on. So I don't expect the Chiefs to be like, oh, we're going to attack their weakness and go super run heavy at all. I think that maybe they'll put the threat of that, but a lot of play action here trying to expose the Eagles defense uh, you know, down the field. All right, Connor, let's talk about Pacheco. I checked your site 4 for 4 last week, and what the model was showing that there were a number of Pacheco props that had value and there's still one right now on your site but i don't see some of the other ones what happened there was there was there movement or what and uh do you like any of these pacheco props oh this is so hard because for six straight weeks jarek mckinnon outsnapped isaiah pacheco and then when things mattered most in the conference championship Pacheco outsnapped it for the first time ever, basically. 57.4% snap rate for Pacheco. McKinnon only 38.2%. And Pacheco also ran a route, a season-high 54% route uh, route rate. So 
depends on like what you think is going to happen right now. Based on where the market is at, I think that Jarek McKinnon props are really interesting because if we see what he's, if we see the same roles we saw in the conference championships, they're probably about right. You know, they're, we're looking at like 20 ish receiving yards, 20 rushing yards. Um, I think they're about right. If it's, if they go back to Jarek McKinnon being kind of their lead guy when things matter most in terms of snap rate, uh, they're way too low. You know, like Jarek McKinnon is going to absolutely smash his numbers. Now on, on the other hand, Isaiah Pacheco props are way too low, you know, uh, for him, because if he's seeing the usage that we saw last week, I mean, Pacheco could approach a hundred rushing and receiving yards. And right now we're looking at, you know, just in the low or high forties and rushing yards. And, uh, it's just too low given, given all those things to consider. So for me, it's one of those things that I'm avoiding for now until we get any information, like what's going on. We may just might not get that because I personally don't know, maybe McKinnon's hurt. Maybe Pacheco just, I don't know, got in the coach's favor, but it seems hard to believe that after six straight weeks of having pretty clear defined roles, that things have suddenly switched. So for me, it's a stay away, but maybe it's a live betting opportunity in game. All right. So open-ended here. Are there any props that you like that you haven't mentioned just yet? Yeah, I think there's there's two defensive ones that I really, really like this week that we started diving a little bit deeper into tackle and assist props um, over at four for four. And I think that Nick Bolton, you can get him over nine and a half tackles and assists against the Eagles. He's a, you know, Kansas city linebacker there. We expect the Philly to run a ton, run successfully. You know, we haven't projected for around 11. So I, I think that he's going to be in a great spot here. And then TJ Edwards on the Eagles here under, uh, you can get eight and a half tackles and assists. We haven't projected for 7.6 Kansas city. Again, doesn't run the ball. So it kind of doesn't match up with, uh, the linebackers and them getting a bunch of tackles. So Kansas City, terrible spot for linebackers all season, ranking 29th in tackles per game. So I, I like both of those uh, as well. And if you can find a Chiefs team total, I played that over at 23 and a half. But, you know, I, I mean, I think that that's long gone. You're looking at 24 and a half. So if you can find that, I also really, really like that as well. All right, Connor, uh, you obviously like the over. Uh, you know, the Eagles defense, maybe not as great against good quarterbacks and maybe significantly worse against good quarterbacks like Mahomes. And the Chiefs defense, 30th in the NFL in the red zone. I mean, it feels like we could set up for some scoring here. I saw a prop at MGM uh, yesterday, alternate total touchdowns in the game, six and a half over. Like, how high would you go? Like, Give us a thought on, in your mind, when you kind of project this out, how high could we get here? Because if, if it goes high, there's obviously some alternate numbers out there people could play. Yeah, I think my final projection had the score at I, I had 31-28 with the Chiefs winning. Um, but I think that it can flip flop either way. I don't I think that the more that I sit on this and the more I handicap the game, I think the Eagles just have such a big advantage in the trenches here against the Chiefs run defense that even if they try and I don't know, stack the box or maybe load them, I mean, they're gonna be just beating them deep down the field with AJ Brown or Devonta Smith. Also worth noting, too, this this Chiefs defense plays one of the highest rates of uh, middle-of-the-field open coverage, so cover two and cover four. And Jalen Hurts has been really, really good against those. And they've been like they've, he's been able to connect on a bunch of deep shots here and has been really good with Dallas Goddard as well in those situations. Dallas Goddard averages over two yards per out run against those coverages. And so like I think that just the way these teams match up, like there's not a clear solution for stopping either team. And both offenses just have so many edges. So yeah, I think alternate overs, you know, up to like, you. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be sprinkling overs as high as possible, basically, just to kind of maximize that range of outcomes here if the game goes how I expect it to. Connor, 30 seconds left. Anything entertainment novelty props? You're a man that gets information usually on the draft sometimes. Will you be diving in there? Of course, yeah. No, no national anthem stuff yet. Uh, rehearsals are on Thursday. So, you know, maybe I have a better idea okay. then. All right. 
We're right next to the stadium, so we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll time it and let you know. Connor, we appreciate it. Connor Allen, four for four football, joining us there to talk through every angle. Super Bowl Fifty Seven coming up next. The Super Bowl narratives. Which one should you bet on? Which one should you avoid? We'll hit that next right here on the BetQL Network.